Hello, everyone, and welcome to Subsegment, a show where we discuss all things queer, kinky, nerdy, and taboo. I'm one of your hosts, Irony. And I am Pop Noodles, your co-host, and I welcome you to Subsegment. It's my puppy's birthday today. Yes. Well, I mean, it will be soon, but soon. Yeah, two days. Yes. Yeah. The day this comes out. So yes. It's your birthday today. Yeah. <laughs> Good boy. Mm-hmm. Mm, we're celebrating all things noodles today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to uh, ask some questions, uh, talk about you a lot, surprise, surprise, um, talk about kink stuff, and all that all that fun, fun information, but uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, updates on our life, because yeah. we've got some pretty major ones. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to start with that? Yes. You go. It, oh, <laughs> okay. You have big updates. I had just me. Yeah. What are my updates? I don't know. That's why you should oh, go first. Okay. All right. Well, um, it's been, ooh, I think about six months. Been sort of seeing Daddy and uh, Bay. Yeah. Um, and it, we had a talk recently, and uh, we decided as a group that we're going to date. Yeah. So we have boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> This is I have now three boyfriends, yeah. which is very fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, Noodles has two boyfriends and mm-hmm. a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very lucky. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a fun discussion. Uh, like we didn't see it for coming, but a little bit because uh, some discussion was open between you and they. Yes. And some questions were asked to be answered when we met again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this weekend, that's pretty much what happened. Yes. Um, so we we talk, and then it was also celebrating uh, Daddy and Bay anniversary. Four-year anniversary, yes. So uh, we helped to make that happen and make a special little evening for them. Mm-hmm. And we were very chill in general though yes yeah but it was it was good i think that uh in all cases this is all of our first go at a such a large polyamorous kind of endeavor i suppose yeah but it's funny because i had a question from a friend asking if it was uh harder to manage you know some people feel like some time one partner is a bit is enough yes <laughs> uh and for me it was a bit afraid of commitment uh that never crossed my mind because i feel like daddy and they manage themselves as a couple themselves yes so there's already a support system towards that mm-hmm. between them right so it's less putting someone else with us and having to do the full yeah, it's not, work around. I think both of us didn't want sort of a unicorn situation, no. um, you know, and having the them be like an established, like you said, support mm-hmm. system um, allowed us to really just sort of forego a lot of that basic navigation that you would get between just three people. Yeah. Because you get like favorites and then there's the stress of like, okay, well, they're an established couple. And if you're new into 
like polyamory that can be like very difficult to navigate. I know that like in certain cases, like I was having troubles navigating certain emotions and, and understanding mostly it really just had to, like, if I look back at it, of course, it's got to do with my own sort of like identity and Mm -hmm. figuring that shit out. Um, But I think that like, I'm very excited to sort of have this establish sort of system in place. Mm -hmm. For me, I think, uh, so also a lot of new perspective and that's what I like the most of it mm-hmm. but also the fact how natural this all progressed to be and just general how lovely it is mm-hmm. it's hard to explain because it really feels as if it's home mm-hmm. in a sense mm. um, yeah so you know we just meet and then things as if we never left in a way yes we just do our own little things all the four of us and uh as i was talking a little bit with daddy uh like the chance for this to happen between four people i think is pretty rare Mm -hmm. especially that all the personality work well together yes so um much than ip to you know be able to delve into that full head-on and commit to it and have fun and see what the future holds because you know i wasn't planning to have two boyfriends <laughs> especially not i wouldn't say fast but you know yeah this uh, soon into this soon into between our relationship yeah. let's say well in fact we stopped looking yeah <laughs> we stopped uh entertaining that sort of interest and in, and in, yeah. in trying to allow well, you know, because initially, I suppose this all started very initially with the idea of you wanting to just explore your sexuality with men mm-hmm. and uh, my support of that. Mm-hmm. And um, through various failures, mm-hmm. um, as with any sort of exploration, you're going to hit some duds before you find something that fits. Um, so to find something that fit both of us was a bit surprising, I think. Yes. Um, I was just sort of settled on the fact that, you know, some some beautiful boy would just fall head over heels for you and that, like, I would just be there to support that relationship, mm. which well, alternatively I'm super supportive of. But um, so suddenly I got boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, it's um, just really wonderful to have these, like, pocket sort of friendships and love lovers uh with different sort of personalities each of their own like mm-hmm. i didn't think that like i would be able to find such like a cozy place uh that that i got to fulfill sort of like feminine mm-hmm. things with uh well with bay i get mm-hmm. to sort of like explore femininity and and things like that and with uh daddy like there's a whole realm of things i get to experience now mm-hmm. um power dynamics and like there's still like so much respect as well which is like ugh, wonderful mm-hmm. um so i'm just really stoked uh, about that mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah i also love the small pocket of all different little uh things we create between the four of us mm-hmm. uh, to, uh with daddy for me it's very much like that security of having like a very strong mm-hmm. paternal figure in a sexy way. <laughs> uh, sexy paternal figure. <laughs> uh, you know, I think people understand in the way that, you know. Yes. 
you do give good advice. You know stuff that I wish to know about cars. Yes. And just emotional support that I wouldn't very know, but you still have that experience that I can share with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I really much appreciate. And uh, with Bay, I think it's just how we love a lot of stuff in common. So it's very much just a mm-hmm. question of uh, geeking out on yes. things and uh, also exploring a lot of uh, sexuality and sensuality in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's also very fun. And then there's the cute triads that come in from it, from like the nerd nerd side. Like we get to talk about like vampire, the three mm-hmm. of us with Bay, and then with Daddy, we just have these really wonderful conversations. Yeah, very deep. Deep, and, yeah. Um, I mean, not to say that we don't have it with everyone, no, but no, of course not. Just the top of the head sort of reminders is mm-hmm. like the, these wonderful little pockets of of time and space, and mm-hmm. um, so I feel very lucky. Yeah, me too. And to sort of go into your twenty ninth circle around the sun. Yeah, um, 30 is just waiting around the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One year more. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm very excited to hold your hand and go through mm-hmm. this experience with you, puppy. Mm-hmm. Well, <sighs> as you say, the orgasm gets better. They they really do. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, mine certainly have, but, you know, part of that is age and part of that is, like, through a lot of... Discovery. Discovery, but also just, I was going to say recently with all the testo, (laughs) the changes. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, it's not the, it's not testo giving you better orgasm. It's just testo making you more horny for that. This is very true. It's really different. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? First, I'm going to come up with a, a question from our friend, Sophie. Oh, God. And she wants to know. Which spot is your most ticklish? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I think the ears, like the lobes, Mm -hmm. that gets me every time. Like, I I just freak out. I don't, I don't, like, it's a, I do want it, but at the same time, I don't want it. Okay. But like, ticklish, ticklish with fingers, for sure, it's my feet. For sure. Okay. Yeah. This little lobe right here. Yeah, but it's uh, with mouth. Uh huh. Not with not with ears. <laughs> no, <laughs> not now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just gonna go hide. <laughs> um, what is your favorite kink? Like to to explore i suppose I, this might be a, an easy question for you but you know i'm going through well i guess domination it's pretty much my you you are enjoying submission then yeah okay being being submissive yeah yeah good boy ooh what is the worst punishment task for you Punishment and task for you. Okay, like something I don't want to do, but would definitely be a punishment. Yes. Uh, like anything impact, I think pretty much is in my a good punishment. Like I, I can still have it, not a worry, but that's not something that's going to technically make me mm-hmm. jump out of joy. So if I were a brat, for me, getting that wouldn't like 
doesn't work. Okay. You know. But what is the one that would be the worst one for you that works as a punishment? Anything along the realms of chastity and tease and denial, perhaps? I do like that. Yes, I know. But like, if you couldn't touch daddy's dick for a month and he was just going to let other people touch it in front of you. Yeah, but yeah. That's a hard punishment. Yes. I mean, I guess the, the one that... Uh, that time that you asked me to not jerk off for a month was like <laughs> not just jerk off, like not even touch my dick was pretty much a hard one. Uh huh. But it was still enjoyable for yes. sure. But yeah, at some point you're just like, this is too much. <laughs> this is enough. Mm-hmm. Ooh. We have a question from Bay. Oh, God. <laughs> it's easy though. Okay. What is the strangest dream you have ever had? Strangest dreams? Yeah. That, or oh, I cannot answer that. Like, my brain works in such fucking weird way that I can come back into dreams that I was in before. Place that I've been dreaming before with the same people that were there in other dreams. Okay. So it's like a video game, right? I come back in my save game where I save in that dream and I just come back in it. Oh, fun. But that's just a constant theme. So I have like three cities that have the same kind of neighbor that always come back. Mm-hmm. One is a big highway. Like people are under the highway with like a desert kind of city. And there's people with tent living there and we talk. And then there's a neighborhood with a park in the city at night and then there's a big central city where like stuff happened so it's not weird and it's not the weirdest but i mean that's pretty fucking awesome yeah my brain dreams a lot one of the freakiest dream i ever had are two things one time i dreamt of a beautiful victorian house on the hills with sunset coming down inside of it was a shit ton of a Nemoth people, animal people. Okay, anthropomorphic so, humans. Yeah, so okay. they had all animals' heads and but human bodies, but still, you know, fur on their hands and shit like that. And one of them was a, a fox that came to give me a kiss on the cheek. And as the kiss went on my cheek, I could feel the bristle oh, wow. of the of the you know mouth. Yes, and. That woke me up straight the fuck up because I was just fucking weird. And when I woke up, I saw that it was my... I was young, just so people understand. My dad came to, you know, give me a good night kiss as I was sleeping. Oh, and he had a little, like... Um... He had the beard. And so it was just transported like that. Another fucking weird dream was I was on a map, color-written pencil. So it was a 2D map, clearly drawn by a child with, like, pop-up trees drawback and in the pop-up dreams at some point we're just walking with a shit ton of people and i don't know what they are i don't know what they look like but then i just saw two furry green feet come down of one of the tree and i lose my shit like i was so fucking afraid of those two feet coming down of the fucking tree and i don't understand what it was and everything was drawn by hand by kids and i I was kind of old for that one so I, i don't know why so those are kind of hmm. the top one that I remember the most. What is the most embarrassing thing about you? 
I'm going to take a brief moment of your time to discuss our social media. If you would like to email us, it's subsegmentpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash subsegment. And Instagram at subsegmentpodcast. If you would like to check out our super sexy website made by our very own in-house good boy, please head on over to subsegmentpodcast.com. And, as always, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, as well as on Perth's number one online radio station, DRN1 United. Oh, God. (laughs) How, like, how embarrassing. Um, not like an experience, but like maybe something that you, you find embarrassing that you do. I still sleep with my, uh, how is it called in English? Blanket? Baby, baby, baby blanket. blanket. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not, Im- I, 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 you can think it's embarrassing. A lot yes. of people a think lot of that people. it's very embarrassing. Oh, yeah. okay. Or sleeping with the same plushie I had since I'm born. Mm-hmm. I still have that. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing for some. It's very common, though. Yeah, mm. but I guess it's quick like that would be done. Yes. Have you ever had sex in front of an audience? How big of an audience? Just people watching. Well, I guess yes now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But does it count if the people were participating? I don't know. I, in my book, it doesn't count because you're all part of the act. Mm-hmm. So I don't think so. Not that you know. <laughs> Not that I know, exactly, yeah. Who knows me, that will change. Mm-hmm. Daddy wants to know, how does it feel to have two boyfriends? <laughs> uh, overwhelming. Like I said, I never, first I never thought I would ever have one in my life. So the just considering the thought that maybe I could have one was already like mind-blowing to me. Uh, so when we were on the way to maybe... Not look for that, but you know, work towards that. Uh, sure, yes, that would be a thing. But two at the same time, I don't know. And they're a couple together, so I don't know. It's just uh, very uneventful, uh, eventful, and crazy. Uh, I I just feel it's very validating. I think mm-hmm. in a way for me personally, because you know I'm, I'm trans and mm-hmm. just being seen as equal let's say or as the same is very validating and being seen as a man towards man mostly love man is very you know rewarding mm-hmm. in that so i don't know good mm-hmm. it's a good answer mm-hmm. how do you feel about giving and receiving oral are you selfish with these things how do you feel when you know you're a making someone come with your mouth i think i love more giving than receiving Mm -hmm. i don't know why yet i mean i do too yeah yeah giving is just so awesome yes like i don't know Uh, just the power of it is just very fun Mm -hmm. and everything tastes good and feeling a body like a gentle moving under your mouth is very arousing and i don't know it's very intimate i think that's why i like it so much mm-hmm. uh, especially when you know it's you and i it's very like love making in my head so yes. it's very like 
Oh no, giving, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's yeah. giving everything I got to make you very pleasurable and yeah. have fun. Good. Uh, but yeah. Um so I guess I'm selfish in the way that I, I would do it as when I'm in the mood, I would do it for hours until you deem that it's enough. Because mm. like I can't do it for so long and I don't give a shit to stop or not. <laughs> <laughs> You're twenty nine. Where would you like to see yourself five years from now, kinkwise? Oh boy, that's a good question. I think part of me would love to have more modeling because I do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So that would be very a thing that I hope to achieve. Maybe not like in a very incredible fucking superstar status, but just more than one time, let's say. Mm -hmm. So the maybe another shoot would be fun. Uh, I guess I would possibly love to at some point maybe get a title that would be very much of one of my uh like i would love to be mr pop or whatever i don't know what's the, yeah. name of the thing of, that that is absolutely an a like an a, not a, necessarily an attainable but like something that we can go for yeah so the yeah i would like mr letter and mr. the other one we're know. gonna have to invest in some leather my love yeah but you know those, <laughs> yes. those titles i don't and montreal I don't remember exactly how they call but i know they do one for puppy as well yes so that's something i kind of expect at some point maybe good anything else I know sometimes we joke about it very often, but to be honest, make make content with BDSM yes. would very much be one of my interests. I'm also very much on this train right now. Yeah, so I would really love and to maybe try it at least once mm -hmm. and see how it goes then. So yeah, making content would be maybe something. Oh, here's one for me. Tell us about the different pup persona you have and uh, what each one of them does. Okay. They all have the same name, because it's always yes. noodles. Uh, the first one, I guess, would be... The first pop we explored was possibly the one with the trans color. Mm -hmm. It was pretty much the little rookie. Mm -hmm. um, Our happy himbo. Yeah. Uh, which transformed into a very himbo persona to be a trans himbo sexy guy that was the goal of it mm -hmm. so it's a very uh, little jock himbo puppy mm -hmm. um so it doesn't do much it's just the social persona that i love to put on when i we go outside do event and stuff yes. like that because i love to show colors of trans flag and uh, show how beefy i am so yeah. that's the goal uh, the other one that evolved more in the strict and more submissive and more BDSM side would be uh, the green forest one, that, uh, which is mostly woo noodle, noodles is is mostly this one. Mm -hmm. So this is the more service, servicing pop. Uh, yeah. And then I have also have a red and black one, which is more of a little punk... A little bit more uh, aggressive, rub, rebel, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so more aggressive. Mm -hmm. so, but this one I haven't really played much with it because uh, I love to be very good boy. Yes. Ah, here's another one from Daddy. Ooh. 
what are the challenges and benefits to having three lovers? <laughs> um, I see the question. <laughs> uh, I think the benefits uh, for me, I, I saw more benefit than uh, challenges. challenges, but really depends on one thing. Communication, of course. Uh, if For me, if this doesn't work, then the rest will not. But the benefits for me is having just a very supportive uh, support of a lot of people that care in very meaningful way mm-hmm. and understand like real situation of life that we have and share them with us. Uh, but also so much possibility to be able to explore so many different things and always having someone to share with those uh, new thing that you find uh, which sometimes may not speak to you and sometimes may speak to some of them mm-hmm. which sometimes will not speak to them and something just for you mm-hmm. um, so that's quickly some that I could see but I think uh, just having people to do stuff with even just in regular life like going shopping let's say it's already some I don't know. It's just so more wholesome in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much more fun to go shopping with four people than try to do it with two. I have to yeah. say, there's just something about it. Yeah, and obviously, like sex-wise, it's so many possibilities. BDSM-wise, also uh, so much to explore, and that's pretty much like the tip of the iceberg. Is pretty much like we're so at the beginning of this that we can't even fathom how much bigger it can be yes. under. Uh, so of course the disadvantage I could see is having a hard time to give attention equally to everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, why communication is important and talking about jealousy in it. And uh, Especially because right now we are only focusing as a group yeah. in, in our sexual sort of experiences. Mm-hmm. So this specifically can can in, involve like, oops, somebody's got to take a pee break, but everyone continues and then comes back. And like, it takes everyone to notice that person has come back and welcome mm-hmm. that back into the room. Cause the, the, I will t- tag in that the challenges of like feeling left out are always there. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the biggest one uh, to also not always focus on the same people mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes we kind of do on purpose and we talk about it yes. which is important but sometimes you know you're not very self-aware or um, you're just having too much of a good time with somebody and you yeah. forget about other people that happens yeah uh but also i guess miscommunication but also not agreeing on the same things mm-hmm. the f- with four people that can happen more than with two right yes so that also was something uh well, again, it all depends on who those person are and how well they mm-hmm. get together. Your idea of a perfect date. I'm a very, 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 very low-key person. So it doesn't require much. Yeah. But if we think, like, out of uh, money and uh, stuff kind of deal, for me, a very, very perfect day would be in a very fucking fancy restaurant where I have 32 fucking dishes and I just eat all of them and <laughs> I enjoy myself with a nice discussion mm-hmm. and a lot of flirting and a nod and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, we go back somewhere and just have fun. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, yeah, food is. Uh, yeah, very I'm sorry, much. I'm very boring. Uh, I just love food. But yeah, ideal date would be like fucking fancy restaurant with, I don't know, small food and being mm-hmm. like, why am I paying a hundred bucks to eat five tiny meal? Mm-hmm. That kind of, um, yeah. that kind of, uh, yeah. If you could have any celebrity join you for a kinky night in bed, which one would it be and what would you do? Oh my god, we had to talk about that uh, at some point last month. Now I'm completely blank. I mean, was it was it The Witcher? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, <laughs> yes, I recall this would be very much, but I don't even know if he's kinky or not. Just assume that he is. Then yes, like like what would you do with Henry Cavill? Anything, I think <laughs> I'm saying this like to the point. I'm I'm really not of a pig person, but I think with Harry Calvis, I would definitely be able to be a pig. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Henry Calvis. Cal yeah yeah. Ooh, here's a good one. How would you go about asking to try something completely new to your kink experience? Uh, my teacher told me. That you have at least to try something twice to be sure that you like it or not. <laughs> so I still follow that rules. <laughs> but if it's hard limit, like, uh, of course not, but if I, you know, have a... <laughs> if this fit condition, yes. Like, okay, so say suddenly you're just like, maybe I want to try piss play. Just, I know it's a hard limit, but like, say suddenly you were like, I want to try piss play. Would you feel comfortable asking about it? I think so, yeah. Okay. And would you just be outright with it, or do you think you'd be hesitant? I think I would be hesitant, but I'm always already someone who is shy about mm-hmm. the needs and asking for stuff. Mood. So, uh, like, if you tell me that Henry Calvis want to piss on me, I would probably say, okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Try it once. Yeah, try it once. <laughs> Maybe not drink it. I'm, I don't think that aroused me in, in my brain right now, but mm-hmm. the, the the pissing on me, maybe. What is it that you like most about your body? I guess it depends when I'm a good uh, headspace for it or not. But I guess I'm very happy about my beard. Because mm-hmm. that was my biggest goal in life when I transitioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, overall, I kind of enjoyed all of it because I'm very proud to, like, just to know that my body could achieve what I'm, I am now. Mm-hmm. But of course, there's always that you know small voice in your head telling you that it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, really much enjoy my my dick that grow and when i'm very aroused i know it it can be pretty pretty cool and feel yes. very much validating in that way but yeah so i don't know i guess everything but i love my beard a lot mm-hmm. that's great yeah. <sighs> let's see i think oh um everything except our last question uh which is comes from our friend uh Le Renard. Yeah. What puts you in the pup mood the most? That's to me very easy, but I think it's belly rub. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know every time you're gonna do it, I'm pretty much gonna have that little 
Wiggle, wiggle, yeah. wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah, so that pretty much do it. Or being the hood, of course, mm-hmm. really helps for that also. But also when you ask me to like sit pretty or do be pretty, that's also just make me do the movement and put me into it. But like the belly rub is pretty much the, the easiest, mm-hmm. like quickest way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing one right now. Who's a good boy? Mm-hmm. Oh, good boy. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Well, on that fall... Stay kinky, yeah. stay safe. Good boy. Um, <laughs> and I'm Irony. Bye. Who's a good boy? Mm. I did it right. You did it so good. <laughs> Why is it so complicated to stay kinky or to stay safe? <laughs> Which one? I'm proud of you. Happy birthday.